Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Happy Friday. This Friday, July 31st. What a cool way to end off a month. On a Friday, tomorrow we start August. Hurricane season is clearly upon us as Miami and Florida is kind of bracing for what seems like a hurricane. It's a cat one, cat two. There's a little bit of everything. The spaghetti models are all over the place, but we'll just see what happens. We're stuck at home anyways. But guys, welcome to another show on the youth here. This is Amanda Marie, and today I am joined by Idania, Nicole, Mario, and Angel, yet again with his fun screen names. We never know what Angel's going to surprise us with each and every show. Before we get into anything that we have prepared for today's show, we will go through our COVID-19 rundown of which we do each and every day. And today's show is kind of fun because we do have some sports to talk about. I know we're not the biggest sports fans here, but I know Mario's like internally fangirling right now because there's a lot of interesting things going down in sports right now. And just basketball's back, guys. But we'll get to that later. To kick things off, we have our global case number of coronavirus cases at 17 million with a surpassing death toll of 674,000 and over 10 million recoveries. In the United States, we're seeing a confirmed total of 4.6 million cases, 155,000 deaths, and 2.2 million recovered patients. Now, when it comes to the coronavirus in universities, we've talked about going back and all the different plans, but something, an interesting story that came yesterday, we're seeing COVID in the University of Southern California, as if they haven't had enough scandal around them lately. We're seeing around 40 individuals on USC's fraternity row tested positive for the coronavirus. It is unsure as to how this outbreak occurred, but I'm sure we can take some guesses. We can sort of figure out what went wrong there, but this just goes to show that clearly we're not out of the danger show, out of the danger zone, and an outbreak can occur at any point. Like you may think that the person next to you doesn't have COVID and maybe they don't, but maybe they're just simply a carrier. But this obviously brings up a big question, which is, you know, what, what does this mean for the future of Greek life on campus? You know, many students are still moving in. They're moving back to campus in fall, moving onto campus in fall. I have a lot of friends, incoming freshmen, that still plan on moving in. Even if classes are online, whether they're in person, there's still a lot of students that are planning on moving in in the next two, three weeks, which is incredible considering the circumstances we're living in. And of course, dorms and Greek housing will be filled as they once were. But is this even safe to do yet? Obviously, we're seeing at USC's fraternity row, there's some sort of an outbreak right now. What will this mean for students going back to campus and that are going to be living on campus? Well, I mean, obviously I can't say that it's going to be entirely safe because with anything that you do nowadays, it's not entirely safe. So I, it goes down to how the people in, in themselves living in, in, on campus and in Greek life are going to handle themselves and their own safety procedures, as well as how, how some of the deans might actually want to have people maneuver themselves, how they want to space out with the dorms, how they want to have everybody kind of accumulate with each other and assimilate is better uh, with their surroundings and everybody else around them. Because even though it's not entirely safe, you can't really stop your life because it's not 100% safe and nothing's down to 0% at this point. So even though I don't know how I would personally feel about it, I don't, I can't tell you my own personal experience if I would go out now and go to my dorm and seek that all in, uh, type of environment because I'm not in that moment in my life personally. But I can tell you that I understand the reason why a lot of people would be going out. I know a couple people who have already flown to North Carolina and South Carolina to their respective colleges now that are gonna be setting up and will continue to set up uh, during these uh, upcoming weeks. And I can completely understand you wanna feel that college life even though there is a pandemic and there is a modified way of it, you still wanna be in touch with your school and in touch with your the people around you and the people who you will most likely be be surrounded by until you graduate college. So I understand the train of thought. Is it 100%, is it 100% safe? No, but you, you they still have a life to live and they still have a, a way to move it out. And I think that at that point, you just need to be as safe as possible for yourself and for those around you. Yeah, especially the new coming freshmen 
who are just trying to get that college experience. They really are feeling the effects of COVID right now. And I don't blame them for trying to move in, you know, trying to get the experience of going into your first dorm alone without your parents. I, I understand it, but still the safety risks involved with going to university right now are just too high. And obviously this um, dorm breakout really does exemplify why it's so dangerous to go. And I wouldn't frankly be surprised if we get more, you know, coronavirus breakouts from people trying to move in or whether it be um, fraternities trying to gather around, trying to do parties. But it's just too dangerous, in my opinion. If I were a freshman and I had the option to stay at home, I I wouldn't. I frankly wouldn't. I'm just too scared. Even now, to go to a school that I live blocks from, I'm very scared. So I can't imagine moving somewhere that's miles away from home to go experience what? to stay in my dorm and quarantine my online classes while paying full tuition, I wouldn't frankly be doing that. That's actually a really good point. I didn't even consider the fact that I'm still a little shook about going to school full time to a school that I live the same blocks away from, but I think it also yet to take into, into consideration, they're living on campus and they're living there in the middle of it. So that, that's like the difference of it. If I can't even really find comfort in myself to try to go to a school myself, but then be like, oh, I, I can understand why they want to live in the campus. It's still kind of crazy. And that's a really good point that I, but that you, since you brought it up, I'm still kind of like mind boggled by myself, to be honest. You know, you guys both bring up being kind of afraid of returning to campus for a school that's just blocks away. So just imagine what it's like moving how many miles away, other like states away, even in some cases for students going away to university and still moving in in the next few weeks. But in the next few weeks, school for you guys is going to look a lot different. And we talked about this yesterday, but a new study that was just released kind of encapsulates everything that we've been talking about this week and the news that we've seen released on students and going back to school when it comes to elementary, middle and high school students, you know, there's a lot that's being discussed. There's a lot of states that are and just counties in general that are taking manners into their own hands. But we'll talk about we'll talk about that and a lot more when we come back here on the Youth Sam Radio Series XM Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio Sirius XM Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do all you, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, this is K9, and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are back here on the youth Slam Radio Sirius XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about an outbreak at Fraternity Row at USC, and we talked about how kind of scary it is that we're seeing students still moving back in on the fall amidst everything that's going on and we can clearly see how quickly we can see a coronavirus outbreak at any point and that's a it's honestly a perfect way to segue us to our next segment which still deals with you know outbreaks in schools but in this case it's for elementary middle and high school we're seeing a new study and this study kind of it's ironic the timing of it because it perfectly encapsulates everything that we've talked about this past week about school, the return to school, and the different plans we're seeing in different counties, different states. But this new study shows that children can in fact carry at least as much of the coronavirus in their noses and throats as adults, suggesting that they are likely to spread the virus as well. So clearly children are just as much carriers. It's always been, you know, kind of an assumption that stu- that not students, but children, they can carry the coronavirus. And it's why schools got shut down as quickly as they did when everything first started in March. But now we're seeing schools in Georgia opening up today, which I know Nicole talked about just a few days ago here on the youth. We're seeing schools in Colorado. Good Morning America did a special with a teacher showing everything she needs to go through now to clean her classroom desk three feet apart, no personal items in a classroom, no bookshelves, nothing. The classroom looks completely dull and plain as to what we're used to seeing. But in Colorado, they're planning on opening up in two weeks. And we're seeing here closer to home in Miami-Dade County Public Schools, they're planning to stay virtual for the first five weeks of school. They push back the start of school a week, but it's there really won't be students on campus until it's determined safe to start bringing them back little by little, which is what we sort of figured was going to happen here in Miami-Dade, especially with the increase in cases and everything that we're seeing go on right now. But these new findings only add more to the list of complications in the return to school. As I said, this was the initial reason as to why schools closed down in March. And now that we're seeing it pretty much being official that children are in fact carriers, what does this mean for the future of schools? You know, one student gets it and they can spread it to their teachers who can take it home to their families and they can spread it to other students who could take it home and take it to their families. All it takes is one person to be infected or to just be carrying the coronavirus, as we can tell, to spread it and basically create what we were avoiding back in March. This, I'm not gonna lie to you, was not a surprise to me, seeing that children are can hold it just as much as, as teenagers and adults can. Because mostly with these type of diseases, 
it doesn't matter how old you are. You can hold just as much or just the same. So quite frankly, the actual learning of it was not a big surprise to me, but I do understand why they would be researching and making sure that they're correct on that knowledge because with COVID, there's just so many twists and turns that you're not even sure what may be true anymore or what exactly can happen with this. So again, I, I completely understand why they would uh, take more time on researching that element to be sure and to be safe. But I think quite frankly, this stunts what a lot of people kind of plan for schools and how they wanted schools to return. A lot of counties, even out of Florida, some in Florida kind of didn't, they kind of think that kids are perfectly fine and that they're immortal and they don't, they're immune to this. And quite frankly, that's not the truth as we can see here. And sadly, I think one of the youngest people to die of COVID was here in Florida and she was nine years old. So I think with the whole return of school, this should, for a lot of counties who are considering going back to school in person without mask regulations, should definitely reconsider some of their procedures and how they want to go about going back to school because it's not safe. It's a completely unsafe procedure and you're putting so many people, not only your students, but your staff and your janitorial staff and your teaching staff and the students' families at risk because at this, as, as, we, as we can see, it only takes one person. This whole pandemic started because of one person. So as you can see, the whole disruption of, of, of Earth was because of one person that had gotten sick that caused everybody else to get sick. And as, we, as, we, as we've also seen, there's countless of children, countless of people in general who are very young who don't show these symptoms. So you could possibly have a whole hub, a hotspot of the disease in your school without even knowing until five of your teachers drop dead and you realize what happened. Because as I said before, the way that you have COVID, how severe you have it, is how you are exposed to the virality of, of the disease. If you're exposed to it day in and day out, like a doctor, maybe some of these teachers will, you're more susceptible to having a very severe case of it because you've experienced it for so long. So the fact that they're willing to put so many people in danger, and a lot of, especially in Georgia, where there's not many mass regulations for school, you're basically writing these people's death wishes. And that's insane. And I think that this should definitely stun a lot of people's decisions on how they're gonna to return to school. I think most schools should kind of do how Miami-Dade is doing it where they, where they start off at least for the five weeks of the beginning of the school year with online, they see how everything's going and then they return to school and they figure it out then. But so far, I hope that this does reimagine the procedure and the set place rules for a lot of the counties here in America so they can we can diminish the, the the disease as much as we can and keep all of our students and faculty safe as much as possible. Well Nicole you bring up a good point that these schools are going to be basically petri dishes for the coronavirus and I'm gonna bring up another point here even if we force these kids to wear masks I doubt most of these kids will understand and actually take it seriously, the mask regulations. Like, come on, we got full-grown adults refusing to wear masks. Well, these kids are probably smarter than those adults that refuse to wear masks, but I digress. Still, these kids, these kids don't know the seriousness of this disease, especially the younger ones in elementary and kindergarten. It's going to be tough for them, and they're basically in a lose-lose situation because on one hand, it's hard for these kids to learn virtually, even though some teachers have tried. And I'm not saying that most of them aren't succeeding, but still it's kind of putting a damper in their mind, especially this young. And it's either go to school and maybe carry the coronavirus back home to teachers, janitorial staff and their parents, or they can stay at home and they get a lesser worsened experience. It's a lose-lose situation. This is one of the Again, many casualties of COVID. And I, I've, at first, I'm not going to be lie here. I was all for going back to school physically because I hated virtual learning. But now that I see that Florida is just the n number one leader in coronavirus, which is something that we're not proud of at all. I just more and more, I'm seeing that the virtual model is better and better. And now I'm all for going 
virtual, even if it's past five weeks, maybe we spend the first semester virtual. I think it's whatever's in the best interest of, you know, the student's health, the teacher's health and the administration's health and everybody's health in general, because this disease knows no bounds and it will go after anybody it sees successful, susceptible. A Petri dish indeed. It really, really is. And, you know, it's just, it's concerning because when you're the daughter of two teachers and you're seeing everything that's going on, you know, you, one, one of my parents is a teacher for elementary school students. And I think you can guess who the high school teacher is in this scenario. And in the case where my mother teaches second graders, you know, a big concern has been them putting on their mask. And we know how little kids can be and they want to take off their mask. They want to show their friends their mask because they have a cool Spider-Man sticker on it. They have little hearts on it or whatever it may be. But now that we're seeing that children especially can be susceptible to carrying it and just spreading it so quickly, unbeknownst to us, it's something where either one of my parents could bring that home as teachers. So this virtual model, while it's not ideal, like Mario said, at some point you want to get back to that normal scene. You want to be back on school, on school grounds. As much as students say, I hate school. I don't like going to school. I can't stand school waking up early in the morning. Once you don't have it, you miss it. And, you know, that what you're accustomed to the everyday walking in the hallway, sitting in a desk, talking to your teacher is something that we may not see for a long time you guys and myself included as the college student all my classes are virtual and I've said this before I'll be virtual till December and who knows what will come after that and for you guys as of right now October 5th is kind of the the expected date of some students returning because it's not like everybody's going to be back on campus but we're seeing these new studies show that children can in fact carry as much of the coronavirus in their noses and throats as adults which means that they can spread it as quickly as we've already seen spreads. And school in Georgia is starting today. And like Nicole said, there's not a lot of mask regulations there. In Colorado, they're starting in two weeks. And I invite you to check out Good Morning America's video to see what this teacher has to go through to ensure that her classroom is a safe enough space to come back in two weeks. Because one of the biggest things, and which is incredible to think, is assignments won't even be able to be done on paper. Everything's going to be virtual anyways. But when we come back here on the youth, something's back. It's not school 100%, but it is sports. It's basketball. I think basketball has been the most successful at returning to sports and containing a spread. But we'll talk about that and so much more here on the youth. Slam Radio, Series XM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuel Apollo? Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuel Apollo? Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuel Apollo? Tongue of Iloa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. 
At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, this is K9 and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth. On Series 6M 145 Slam Radio. Yeah. We are back here on the Youth Stem Radio 66 Stem Channel 145. Snack segment's definitely a fun segment because basketball is back. The long-awaited, a four-month drought. I know Mario's going crazy right now because he finally gets to talk some sports. Anthony was, even with building all the furniture he was building last night with my dad, they were watching the game as they were building things because... Finally, you know, it's it's been long awaited. The return of the season has arrived. And last night we saw the first two games played since March, which is incredible to think. I still remember sitting in the studio and announcing and talking about how basketball had just been canceled like three days prior to the entire school year being canceled. Basically, we saw the jazz defeat the Pelicans last night in a close game, 106 to 104. And we saw the Lakers over the Clippers in another close game, 103 to 101. You have no idea how strange it is, how amazing it is to finally be seeing scores again. It's been a while. It feels weird tonight. We have a bunch of more games. We have the magic versus the nets, the Celtics versus the Bucks, the Rockets versus the Mavericks. I know Nicole's excited to see Luka Doncic play, and it's just nice to have some sort of a semblance of normalcy. And, you know, there's no fans in the stands, but they still have that audio in the background to keep your brain entertained. We're seeing they have virtual screens up in what would be the stands, and there's virtual tickets you could actually purchase to these games. And you see the fans, you know, I saw yesterday when uh, someone was going up for a free throw, you see the fans all going like this to sort of like distract, which is something you would see at a normal basketball game. So it's fun to see how even with the circumstances we've adjusted and, you know, we're still seeing sports being played. And honestly, a big part as to why we're seeing basketball back in such a successful manner is because of the very organized and like spectacular fashion that they conducted this all. You know, we're seeing baseball having a lot of issues with spreads. We're seeing the Marlins a whole lot of people from the Marlins. I think it's over 17 people at this point tested positive for coronavirus. So all their games are sort of on hold as of right now till Sunday. We're seeing just, you know, ESPN announcing game after game being canceled because of positive tests here and there. But with NBA, we're seeing how they quarantined in that bubble for a month before the first game of the season was even played. They were facilitated, and we talked about the bubble, how they were basically – let free in Disney World is kind of a bunch of kids let run free in Disney World. So Amanda, what you're telling me here is something that I already knew, but it's just confirmation that basketball is the best sport. It's the, it's the superior sport. I mean, right now, if they can, if we're able to watch a finals and we, and there's a crown champion for the 2020 basketball season, I think that that will be the sports story of the year because that is a, 
that it's incredible to see this. I know NHL is going under a similar model as to what basketball is doing. For, as of right now, we're not sure what's going down with football. Football's coming. It's just around the corner, which is crazy to think because it, it just the other day it was like, oh, no, football's, you know, far out enough. You know, COVID won't be here by then. So we'll still see a normal season. But right now we're kind of waiting to see what football's going to do about this. But basketball's back. What did it feel like being able to watch basketball again? Even if you didn't watch a game, you go on social media and you see highlights again. You're seeing people in uniform. You're seeing them playing. And it's it's just so awesome to see this entire experience. The virtual tickets, it's kind of similar to what MLB is doing with the cardboard cutouts. But I feel like this is so much fun because you get to actually see people watching the games. Well, you see, I'm still going to say with what basketball is doing, play superior. And to those people who thought that football would be completely immune to this, you played yourself. But anyways, I absolutely loved watching basketball all over again. At least, I mean, I haven't really gone to a lot of the actual in-house like games in a while, personally anyways. So like it wasn't too different from just being at home. But I loved how they did assimilate everything how everything did still feel like the same environment even though obviously you knew that it was a little tweaked and still like when I first started watching the game a little bit I was a little uh like oh I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this it is a little weird then it was perfectly fine I, I I felt just like watching a normal basketball game and that's that was amazing I haven't felt that in a while so just being able to feel like watching a normal basketball game was something that was so distant but so familiar that it was crazy and I, I I love talking about how basketball has continued being amazing with all the procedures and regulations they've have, have in place. I've talked about it here. Amanda's talked about it here. Ivania's even talked about it here. Like they, they're, they've done such an amazing job putting that their, their maximum effort in to make sure that everybody's as safe as possible. And the fact that still nobody's, everybody's negative and everybody's just being, living their best selves, playing their best selves and are advocating as much as they possibly can and just being as true as they can and being the perfect influencers that we need in this time. <laughs> I mean, do you see where I'm reaching at? Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, California, maybe? New York? Uh, never mind. But still, they're doing, they're doing amazing. They're hitting the ball perfectly. The mark, the bullseye, everything is being hit immaculately. And it was just, it was so nice being able to see and just feel that environment for the first time again for after so long it was crazy and I, and I'm very excited to see the games tonight and yes I'm excited to see Luka Doncic cuz I'm tired of only the highlights Amanda it gets tiring sometimes and I'm very excited to see the heat cuz they're trying their hardest and they're doing amazing so yeah Nicole I'm with you I am so excited for this season I didn't get to see the last two games last night because to be honest basketball isn't my favorite sport ever I, I mean I'll catch a game here and there but it's not my favorite sport but now that it's pretty much the only sport to watch as I don't even know the rules of hockey so basketball it is I, I guess I guess I'm excited I'm really excited I get my favorite team is the heat so I get to see them go ahead and play again it again like Amanda said it's crazy that we're actually getting a little back to normal with you know the highlights on social media. We got players posting about, you know, big games they've had. We've had exciting games so far. It's been close games, like 106 to 103 and like 103 to 101. We've get, we're getting good basketball being played. And pretty much besides like motorsport and the UFC, this is pretty much the only sport there is to watch aside from soccer. I mean, it, it's just I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm like a giddy little schoolgirl. Uh, sports is finally coming back. And as – and they're kind of just blowing out the MLB out of the water because, to be honest, that, that league is just a dumpster fire at this point. It, there's just more and more positive cases. It's going to be a miracle if they even reach the playoffs, let alone finish the season. So it's going to be a very impactful moment. If Hopefully, if there is a crown champion of the NBA, that's going to be one of the biggest sports stories this year. And I, I'm just going off on a big tangent. I'm going to let Donya go. I mean, I agree with both of you guys. I'm not a sports fan. I say it every time we talk 
about sports, but I think it's just, it's great news to see, especially when we see what's going on with baseball and baseball players. It's great news to see um, that we took this effect to try to have some sense of normalcy and it, you know, it worked. So definitely we're in tough times and we're struggling, but it's good to see that there's some methods that are working out and helping us have our entertainment and have the the things we're used to. Because honestly, I was used to, if I wanted to watch basketball, I could. Like, I, I never knew uh, there would be one day where I couldn't turn on, like, ESPN and, like, not watch sports and, like, have to watch these highlights. So I understand what Nicole said. It does get tiring. I'm I can't even imagine how it feels for you guys that are like hardcore fans. So I'm just glad to see that, you know, <laughs> I'm glad to see the positive side of this because, you know, basketball is superior. I agree. And <laughs> thankfully their method of trying to get things Lania. back to a normal works out. <laughs> you, and, you and I, you see, this is, why, this is how we get it. This is why, even though man doesn't want to admit it, Amanda knows full well, superior, superior. She can't even say, cause she can't even argue with it. She can't argue with the fact. They're superior. They tried their hardest. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna let Idania finish. I mean, you basically, you went off. Like, <laughs> um, but besides the fact of the actual sport, it's better, like, you know, it's just something so positive to see that we're being able to have these things with, that we're able to see all these things come back and hopefully other sports and other organizations can, you know, take from it. And, you know, just seeing our numbers, it's just great to see that basketball came back and that everyone is safe doing so. Absolutely. And, you know, in other news within the games yesterday, we saw jerseys look kind of different now with this new coming back of the season. And I guess it's kind of cool amidst everything going on. We're seeing people kind of add their own touch to their jerseys. So it's not the same uniform for everyone. But we saw a lot of players out there that had words on their jerseys instead of their last names. They had words such as equality, respect us, and say their names on the back of their jerseys. As well as, you know, some players just kept their last names on their jerseys, different placements here and there. But, I mean, I guess it kind of allows these players to voice their opinions and sort of express themselves through their jerseys. And I think it's kind of a cool thing to see with everything that's gone on, you know, we're used to basketball and basketball is not normal right now. There's no fans in the stands. There's no bench to sit on, you know, everybody's sitting six feet apart. If you see the games, there's no like combined bench with chairs all next to each other. But I think this is just another addition as to how and what makes this season so different is that now players have the creative freedom to add what they desire on their jerseys. I love this because as, as before, you're seeing them living their true self, advocating the, the true of, of whatever they want to advocate, however they want to word it, however they feel comfortable having and just demonstrating. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm in complete love with that idea. And I do love from what I've seen in the games and I, I respect it. It's honestly, it's obviously it's a little different. We haven't, we haven't seen this before. We haven't seen the order of how they're all doing it. But different isn't bad. Different is something that should be embraced every now and again because it's it's nice seeing a different change uh, change of pace. There you go. And honestly, what's better to top off different with different? This is a different way that we've seen basketball being played. This is a different way of the whole procedures and regulations. So it's honestly perfect that the way that they're showing off their team and showing off how they're advocating or just whatever truly is a perfect way because it's also different. So it's a nice little t uh, different amalgamation, if you will. And I'm completely in love with the idea. And I love, as I said before, what I've seen so far in the games and how everything's been going on truly. I think it's great that they give that they gave the players like the artistic liberty behind, <clears throat> sorry, that they gave the players artistic liberty over their jerseys. Because honestly, 
I did lacrosse for like two years and I I didn't like my jersey to be quite honest. I still have it, but I don't like it. But I just I think it's great that people took this artistic liberty as an opportunity to spread awareness and to spread their word rather than to use it to do something ignorant or you know rather to use it to say something offensive they used it to say something positive and just spread the positivity that honestly we need to see in times like these and i think it's just a great idea and you know 10 out of 10 period basketball superior I mean, I don't dis- I kind of disagree with the fact that it's superior. I-, I like football a little more. I'm more of a football guy, but the jerseys are a really good message. I- I'm really glad that they're actually, you know, spreading good social justice and not just using it for, I don't know, something stupid. They're actually trying to spread a message here, and I respect that fully. And I'm glad the NBA isn't trying to market the hell out of this. If you say, like, they're not just like, oh, on NBA.com, you can design your jersey with your own full name for $180. Like, no, come on. You can't do that. I'm glad that they're actually, you know, spreading a good message and not just trying to milk this for money. Um, And I fully respect that. I fully respect the players that want to spread the message and the players who just want to keep it real, just their last name. I I respect them, too. But, yeah, um, this is a great message for the NBA in general. It really is. And, you know, I I just I like to see that these players now have the ability to express themselves, like Idania said, express themselves through their jerseys. But when we come back here on the youth to wrap things up, happy Friday, you know, we're going to celebrate with another national day. Lately, we've had a pretty good vibe with these. Let me just give you a hint. It's another food that Anthony does not eat which is a lot of them. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. Hey, Platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. 
There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are back here on the youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. For the final segment of today's show, we have another National Day Brewing. I'm pretty excited for this one because I am a huge fan of this. And I have some waiting for me that I'm probably going to have for lunch. I'm probably going to have for dinner. Happy National Avocado Day, guys. As a Cuban, I was raised around aguacate, around avocado. Now avocado is like a huge craze. Avocado toes this and avocado that and... Avocado's awesome. And just what is your favorite way to eat an avocado, honestly? Because I have so many different ways I like to eat avocado. And, you know, I overheard Angel over the break. He sort of peeked in and he was, he expressed one of my favorite ways to eat avocado as well. But I know we have some interesting ones here. I think we're going to let Mario go first on this one because his is, his is pretty, his is interesting. Okay, so I have two favorite ways to eat an avocado. I'm going to save the weirder one for the second one. So my first favorite way is with sushi. I mean, pretty much all sushi comes with avocado in it nowadays, even oh, though that's yep. nowhere near how traditional sushi is made. But yeah. And as for my second one, avocado ice cream. It sounds absolutely disgusting. But I actually tried it thinking it was pistachio. And it, I'm not going to front. It's really good. It, it tastes really, like, unexpectedly good you'd be the only one to make that mistake you'd be the only one to think that that, that it'd be pistachio ice it has pieces of pistachio in it mario you know yeah, what well, like i i was like my mom just gave me a, a ice cream cone with green ice cream in it here here try this i'm i don't know what it is the only green ice cream i know is pistachio so i thought it was that come on i mean but it is really good i'm not gonna front it, it's pretty Mint's good ice cream is also green mint exactly which even then has chocolate chips in it how could you think it was yeah I, okay i discerned that it wasn't mint i i eliminated mint but i thought it could still be pistachio because i know there's pistachio that doesn't have anything in it it's just green ice cream so that's that's what i thought it was i mean it's still good both Mario, pistachio and avocado you, are good you've upset me this is upsetting <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I don't like with the energy that this is right now. Anyways, this is a perfect segue. Um, I don't know. I like avocado sparsely. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's not terrible. I think that it's just smooth. <laughs> it's just pretty smooth. I, I do like it in sushi, though. That's probably my favorite way. And if, I, if I'm not eating in sushi, I do know that sometimes when having, like, a good Cuban meal, my dad will cut some avocado to have with it. So then I might have a couple pieces every now and again with that. But I really just like it in sushi more. Like, that's pretty god tier. Again, even though it is not traditional making uh, sushi, but definitely some Cuban-style avocado and some sushi would, is pretty – sushi, till I say it, is a pretty good way to enjoy a nice avocado, not ice cream. Don't, for the love of God, don't, don't confuse avocado ice cream or pistachio, anybody. Please don't. Not a good idea. Listen, Nicole, you're saying, you're talking all this smack, 
about avocado ice cream, but you've never tried it. Come on, you need to at least give it a shot. I didn't know it was avocado ice cream. I would have probably never tried it if I knew it was avocado ice cream. But I'm not, I'm saying, not front. It tastes good. I'm not saying I wouldn't give it a try. I'm just saying I wouldn't confuse it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't confuse the idea. Nicole, um, if you're handed uh, uh, Mario, a green you're ice cream cone. So, uh, um, so my favorite way to eat <laughs> my favorite way to eat avocado is it's pretty basic. I just like avocado, like sliced it up with salt on my rice. That's it. That's on period. Plus, you're not Cuban if you do not have a mango or avocado tree in your backyard. That's on period. I can't <laughs> agree with that, Danya. I have a mango Bonus tree. Points. Bonus points if it's overhanging from your neighbor's yard. Yes. <laughs> that's, yes. That's bonus points. The mango tree in my backyard is an overhanging, and most of it ends up on my side of the lawn. But the avocados, we don't do avocado. I think I'm kind of the only one that eats avocados in the house. My da- my dad does not eat avocados unless it's guacamole. Anthony absolutely does not eat avocado. Another Has thing he tried to, to the list. I actually don't think he's tried avocado. I mean, that's something we'll ask him. Um, but I don't think he's actually tried avocado yet. I love avocado. Um, my grandpa used to try to get me on that wave, and I it was he used to always have avocado and tomatoes uh, on the side with his food, and I never wanted to hop on, and now I regret. Amanda, it. Amanda, Amanda, <laughs> the first time this week. I know it's been so long. It's so nice to finally have you let me know when we hear something because that means we have come to the end of the show. You're welcome. To wrap things up, I regret not jumping on the avocado wave sooner. Clearly, Mario is kind of skewed with his perspective of what avocado actually is. But we love avocado. Happy National Avocado Day. Happy Friday. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And we will see you back here on Monday. It's going to be August. You're listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. The views and opinions expressed on The Youth are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.